up guys and welcome to the We Out Here Pro Vibing podcast where we're just out here pro vibing. It's your boy Zach. And I'm Nat and this week we're going to be talking about masculinity which is all about having a huge heart. Yes, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Spot on. Um, but yeah, just before we get into talking about like masculinity and that, um, you know, we always have to talk about our favourite worship song of the week. So Zach... You go first. What's yours at the moment? Yeah, mine's got to be at the moment. Um, it's called Holy Water by We The Kingdom and Tasha Cobbs Leonard. You've got to check that out because those two together, absolute powerhouse. It's, mm. it's a bit of a banger, bit of a bop. What about you, my G? What a bop. Um, for me, my friend introduced me to this Christian rapper called KB. And he's got, a, he's got a new album out. And it's actually, oh, it's so good. It's actually really, really good. So check it out. KB on the new album, Ting. Um, do you want to talk about what you're reading at the moment as well, Zach? Yeah, I can do that at the moment. This week, I'm currently reading a book called Creativity Inc., uh, which is by Ed Catmull. And it's about, the, it's basically the guy who um, invented Pixar and his... His story, basically, of being a, being a creative and doing something no one thought was possible, which was creating a full, uh, fully animation sick movie, which was Toy Story originally, and obviously mm-hmm. Pixar. We all know who t- Pixar are today, but it's kind of his story behind the scenes, which is mad. He kind of has some c- casual name drops, like before he had done anything, like just throwing a little Steve Jobs in there or throwing a little like George Lucas, um, and yeah, it's just a really cool song. I'm about halfway through that, it's pretty good. What about you? You've been reading anything? Very nice. Yeah, so I've been reading this book called Everyday Supernatural, um, which a good friend of ours uh, let me borrow, and it's by the two people that ran um, that big festival called Soul Survivor. Um, so yeah, it's just all about like the Holy Spirit and kind of, you know, like healing, um, you know, words of wisdom, stuff like that, which I didn't know much about, but this book has been really, really useful. So yeah, I'm reading that at the moment. That's class. I literally, I don't know about you, but I literally grew up on Soul Survivor. I found <laughs> a, um, <laughs> my mum found this thing that I'd written when I was 13, and it was like, when I'm older, I want to um, be work for Soul Survivor with Andy and Mike, who are the two authors and the guys <laughs> who run it. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah and be on the stage with them that was like my dream when I was about 13 so oh dream yeah, big, big, fan dream of that. big um obviously we're currently in a lockdown and that um how's your week been how have you been finding it yeah it's been okay so um we went back to placement on Monday this week so it's been a week back to placement after um a bit of isolation but uh, it's been okay actually I haven't really noticed um a lot of difference as we're quite busy with placement, but it's been weird not being able to go to like restaurants and cafes, especially, you know, pubs are all shut. So it's like, it's weird because it's like we're back in, you know, March and everything, but hopefully it will only last the two weeks that they've talked about. Um, but yeah, how have you found it? Yeah, um, the week's been really good. I'm, so I start my placement on Monday. Um, which I'm kind of almost a little bit nervous about, but I think that's a good nervous, like, yeah, just wanting, you know, thing. to make a good impression, get to kind of knowing what I'm doing, because obviously at the moment I have absolutely no idea what I'm going to be uh, having to do on placement, but um, but I've had a really good week, it's been so good with the house, um, spending a lot of time with them, oh, it's been great. Nice. Been absolutely great. Um, now, we've been watching a documentary recently, do you want to tell us all about that? Of course, my G. So, yeah, a really good friend of ours, um, 
recommended that we watch this documentary called Liberated, The New Sexual Revolution, um, and it's on Netflix. Um, and it's, re- it's just all about um, casual sex culture. It's about um, this big topic about masculinity, um, also femininity, and some quite sad but re- very real problems um, around kind of sexual abuse and that kind of stuff. So it's a really, really um, worthwhile watch on Netflix at the moment. So I think, I guess, Zach, like that, you know, was the reason that we really wanted to talk about it this week. Um, the whole topic about toxic masculinity. Um, but yeah, just to kick us off, Zach, what do you, what do you mean by toxic masculinity? Yeah, that's a really good question because I feel like the term gets thrown about a lot and can be mis misjudged maybe um now obviously that so this documentary was kind of based on the context of spring break which is a massive kind of so, like holiday fun drinking studenty thing in america yet it's very it's a very global concept well especially in, in the western world toxic masculinity is a very big thing in the uk as as we know yeah um and what i mean by that is so this is a quote by this guy called the sociologist called raywin connell and he said that uh, common masculine ideals, for example, social respect, physical strength, sexual potency, can become problematic when they set unattainable standards. Falling short of these standards can make boys and men insecure and anxious, which might prompt them to use force in order to feel dominant and in control or be seen as dominant and in control. Mm. So I guess it's kind of like it's that um, certain standards have been set, whether that's just by society, the cultural norms, the um, the expectations of others get set, and um, and you know, and guys falling short of that standard, it can kind of it can affect your self esteem to the point where it all becomes a bit warped, and and that's where you see some of the negatives of that. Um, so now that we kind of know what it is, what now, what do you think? Are some of the implications of toxic masculinity. What are some of like the symptoms and stuff that we can see in society from it? Mm, so I think. It's definitely something, as you said, that is quite common in the UK. Um, you know, the big thing that um, is quite commonly talked about is, like, lad lad banter. Um, uni culture, again, is massive in that. Um, but also just later on in life. Yeah, it's a topic that is quite a big issue at the moment, especially with the rise in mental health talks, especially with guys and stuff like that. So I think you can see it all around. You can see it in... Um, a lot of friends who I think have quite a few insecurities that come from this fake idea of what masculinity should look like. Um, again, touching back on mental health, the suicide rates in men are, you know, very heartbreakingly high at the moment. Um, and as I said before, I think this all revolves around the expectations that people and society have about guys, um, which is, you know, really sad and again we'll touch on it in a bit um, more detail but especially how guys treat women as well I think that that's a big kind of thing that we see so commonly um, especially as we, we go to Cardiff Uni and um, there's been quite a lot of stuff in the news and in some articles about um, sexual harassment and abuse maybe in clubs or just literally on the street um, you know, at night or even broad daylight, and it's happened to Zach. I can imagine you. It's happened to a few of your friends, and it's happened to mine as well. Um, yeah, so definitely, I, think, I definitely. I'm sure we we're not going to, of course, but 
I'm sure we could definitely list like multiple, you know, people we know that are sadly like friends of ours that have experienced sad things like that. Um, exactly. Which is absolutely heartbreaking and is not acceptable. And yeah, it's so sad really, isn't it? Exactly. So yeah, we just wanted to, to explore like where kind of this comes from. And I think it's something that as boys, we kind of see a lot of whilst we're growing up, um, and by seeing older older men and other people, we start to build our own idea about what a man, what being a man is all about, kind of thing. So yeah, just wanted to like ask you that, um, as a boy, what do you think are the qualities that we were, you know, growing up with, and what qualities did you think made a man? Yeah, um, really good question because it's definitely different when you're growing up to maybe now that we're a bit older, hopefully a bit more mature, and we so. I think growing growing up, like, I remember being young and, like, boys do flock to, like, ringleaders who are, you know, um, the, the particularly loud, maybe quite provocative or funny ones. But um, looking back on it now, I don't know about your experience, but I could definitely be, like, all of those people, ringleaders as such, uh, in school, definitely, like, some of the most insecure people I'd, I'd met. Like, and it's kind of like a... I think it's like a... Um, a defense strategy like a like a putting on a front of yeah. being really loud funny um you know likable center of attention it's kind of like a defense for you know deep down i think it, it does stem back to kind of insecurity and not being comfortable in, in in who they are which obviously growing up a lot of a lot of boys and girls are that's um that's that's a known thing but i think yeah i think it can come from that and you know how other boys flock and kind of follow a ringleader and they see that as okay this person's you know popular blah 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 um i'm gonna follow them and and you definitely get influenced by the people you're around so that's a massive thing about school um yeah what about you bro yeah that's such a good point um especially at school i think a big thing was how outgoing how loud how much banter you had and especially like i think having a girlfriend was quite a big thing that um definitely at school that was like you know how manly or like some sort of validation that people, that guys got um definitely yeah. yeah it was from girls so i think um that was especially one and that classic kind of like being really big and just like strong like not emotional kind of that all these like classic um things that we see about um about men that i think we grew up with but I do definitely think um the opposite to that is that we're, we're almost moving in the right direction I think society is talking more about um masculinity and what that looks like and the documentary showed that because there are people who are you know quite woke about this kind of stuff but I think definitely even like five to ten years ago the idea was quite different um and we did touch on like mental health and the expectations, right, um, of a man to be exactly like that when we should be thinking that it's different for everyone and also um, our sense of masculinity shouldn't come from other people but should should come from God um, is obviously what we believe. Um, and I think it does present itself, just touching back to how guys treat women and girls, I think um, that was another big thing in school whilst growing up. Um, and that classic yeah. example of, you know, that kind of the more girls that you're involved with, the 
you know, the cooler you were, all that kind of stuff. I think it is still quite relevant. Um, in, yeah, in, definitely. And I yeah. think also... Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry, bro. I think also, like, um, that image of uh, being a strong, manly man is, like, not showing any, like, emotion. Do you know what I mean? There's definitely that stigma and there's... It's that, like, almost like... I don't think guys are... Again, massive generalisation. I think girls are a bit better at um, talking to girls about their feelings than guys are to guys. I think guys do struggle with that, with with empathy. Um, yeah. And I know I, I definitely did as, as a young, particularly young guy. I'm a bit better at it now, I'd like to think. But um, guys growing up do not know very well. Maybe they're not taught very well to how to how to share emotion, particularly with other guys. Um, and maybe that stems down to, you know, it's not very forgiving culture it's like you know real that men don't cry whoever came out of that rubbish um <laughs> but but you know growing up as a boy I, I believe that guys do believe that like it's yeah, yeah seen i don't know if it's seen as a sign of weakness or vulnerability and guys don't like to be seen as vulnerable but i think the best you know the best friendships um are where you can be real and vulnerable with each other and i think there's got to be a lot more done to kind of promote that it's okay to be vulnerable with each other and it it is okay to cry, like, you know, don't know about you, but I actually cried last week, but in my defences, <laughs> yeah. not that I need to defend it, you know. Um, no, you certainly, had a COVID, COVID test, I had a COVID test, and I cried when I went on my nose. <laughs> 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 um, but, you know, yeah. um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a man and I cry, so it'd be like that sometimes, you know. And no, exactly, cool. exactly, and... Again, we've talked about it before, but the whole point of being a Christian is to be more like Jesus, to follow in the way that he did. Bro, the shortest verse in the Bible is Jesus wept, you know? Jesus was very... Um, Amen. Yes. <laughs> Jesus was very in touch with his emotions. He formed genuine, vulnerable friendships with um, his disciples. It was all about... Um, encouraging each other, you know, in the Bible it talks a lot about encouraging each other and another classic Christian phrase is iron sharpens iron, so just helping each other to do that Um, and I I think the brotherhood in church is something really, really, really special Um, and like Zach, I can say this for you as well, but I think as we got more involved with church in the last few months, the friends that we've, um, we've made and the friendships and bonds that we have now is something that you know is quite common as well but especially in the church it's it's something slightly different that I've experienced that I haven't seen um before and I just yeah. do think that um I've learned a lot about what being a guy in church is like and what what it should lo- look like um so like on this topic I think we should talk about um what masculinity should look like and what a healthy um and godly masculinity um should be like so Zach do you want to just start start us off on this yeah um the first one that comes to mind is that um is gentleness is um so it's not not a quality that typically gets associated with being a man um but like again, going back to so like as Christians, we we truly believe like the ultimate role model in every aspect of life is Jesus, and that includes, uh, you know, in, in man in manhood he was, he was God, but he was man, um, and Jesus was as gentle as they come. Like, 
um, and there's there's beauty to that. Like, yeah, obviously, um, you know, massive. This is generalizing. It's stereotypical, but men physically are generally a bit stronger than women, and with that kind of comes a um, like a a responsibility to use that strength that you have. Well, do you know what I mean? Absolutely, um, yeah. To not abuse to not abuse that at all, and I think gentleness. Is, is so important and it's such it's such a good quality that I think should be promoted a bit more amongst guys because um yeah gen- like I truly do believe that like an ultimate like a sign of masculinity is, is someone who who is gentle with them um, absolutely yeah another one I'd say is so it's kind of we would call it sacrificial love but that is you know in its essence it's putting others first um it's serving other people before yourselves um and while that's not specific, um, or it's not exclusive to men, I do think men need to focus on that because I don't think a lot of guys are very good at uh, doing that. We live in a very like uh, self-centered world. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it it is not the norm to kind of you know look after number one first, look after yourself. But exactly, yeah. I do think true true masculinity is being able to serve others really well. And one other quote I really liked was, um, this is from Philip Holmes, uh, and it's that boys are told to give, but men give freely because they've been freely given for. And what that, what that's saying is kind of like, you know, um, men, men are generous and men know where, like, a part of manlyhood is, I, I do think is like knowing what God has done with you and where you stand with God. And from that, being able to be really generous in how you, you know, whether that's giving people your time, your energy, your, your effort, um, obviously money kind of goes without saying but it's just being generous in every aspect of it that's so um, good and one more quality which I no, I think you should um, open it up on but is treating women well um, what, what can be said about that bro yeah no um, as I touched on earlier the kind of thing that we see due to toxic masculinity is a way um, that a lot of girls are treated by guys and again the documentary um touches on this really really well because it basically follows this group of guys um in spring break um but it's it's like real so it's their actual experiences and it's quite um i would say it's quite explicit but it kind of says it shows how it really is kind of thing so um how men just feel entitled to um to girls and the way that they treat them and it just shows a lack of responsibility, I think. Um, and again, you know, we're we're not sat here trying to judge or point fingers, but it it, it can be seen quite, and it is quite common. Um, and I think in the Bible it talks a lot about um, the love that a husband should should show for, to his wife, and it uses the analogy of Jesus and the church. So, loving your wife, and you know, you were talking about sacrificial love. That's that's what it's supposed to be like. Um, laying down what you want um, for for your wife or for your partner. And again, Zach, I'll speak on your behalf as well, but both our parents, I think I've grown up really, really lucky to see that um, in my parents, my mum and dad, and especially for my dad, the lessons that we learned um, growing up, I saw how, you know, you should treat your wife, how, um, what are, what being the man of the household looks like kind of thing and you know just to hype up my dad I do, I do think he did embody Jesus quite quite well and I 
got taught a lot because we talk about masculinity being bestowed and that means um, being learnt and being handed down from fathers to sons um, and I think it's crucial for that to um, be done well because um, you know like some people who have had a tricky relationship with their father do tend to have quite a lot of um, quite a few more insecurities and I'm also reading a book by this person called John Eldridge and it's called called Wild at Heart um, and the description is discovering the secret of a man's soul so I really recommend this as well um, but it talks about you know growing up and the lessons that you learn from from your dad and stuff so I think that's really important as well um, yeah which is so obviously like we're both you know we're both extremely blessed to have grown up uh, in a in a household with a father which not everyone does um, and like so for like, I, I know my father grew up um, without a father in, in the house and you know until, until he until he met God it had pretty like you you know there's there was damage there um, emotional damage um, growing up there but I think even you know with what he's actually grown grown up with um, and he's ended up being an absolute class dad like he really is a, a great example of all that but it just had me thinking the other day, right? Well, how many things about manhood do we learn from our, I don't know, our mates at school or mm. from the TV? Like, we, they don't get taught by men. They, you know, like, how many things we thought were, like, about manhood do we actually get taught by boys? That's do you know so what I mean? True. Which is, yeah. I, going back to what you said about setting the example, I think it's so important that men set the example of, good men set the example of how to be good men. Yeah. of how to raise the next generation of that. I think that's absolutely essential. Um, and like one last little bit of um, little nugget was, so going back to treating women and in particular like pursuing women. Um, so um, a friend shared this bit of advice, which was like pursue a woman how you would want your daughter to be pursued. Mm. Um, every woman you see is a daughter of the king, that is Jesus. And she used to be honoured like the daughter of the king because that's who she is. Um, that's which, so good yeah I think like that's a, a massive problem in our culture is kind of, you know how to how to pursue a woman in the in the right way and I just think I, that's a lovely little bit like as you would want your future daughter to be pursued in yeah. our case future daughter <laughs> yeah no, absolutely and I just do think you know the really famous phrase um, love others as yourself um, people always forget and miss out the second part of that phrase so I do genuinely think that being told by either your mates or your dad that you're enough and you're you're worthy and stuff like that is something quite missed and something that is not in um, maybe the you know the lad banter culture that we are in right now because it's a lot about making jokes at the expense of others and I know a lot of people just say it's not that deep it's not that deep but also in the long term I do think it does affect people because it just makes people um, slightly more insecure and these insecurities all stem from maybe feeling like you have to prove yourself to other people especially other guys so it's proving yourself one uh, you know having to be one up from other people um, I don't know maybe getting with more girls being better at sport all this kind of stuff um, which the reason why we say it's toxic is because all these things cause cause guys to put other guys down 
Um, and it is quite sad where insecurities stem into, um, you know, just not being very nice, I guess. And I think as guys, um, a big important thing is that we do need to learn how to um, find that validation from, but from healthy places um, and not from girls, not from, you know, what we see on TV and films and stuff like that, because all those things one day are going to go, are going to die. And I think if we rely on those things to give us our sense of masculinity, then there's there's an issue in that. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, just to sum up, like, um, we think, like, ideal masculinity is... Is, is a great, you know, it's a great thing. And as, as guys, it's what we should be aiming for. Uh, and a few things that involves, you know, is treating women really well. Um, is being vulnerable and creating a culture in which we can share our emotions uh, with each other. And, you know, in, in the space of good, safe friendships, we can really be there for each other. Um, we can put others first and we can actually practice and learn to be, be more gentle. Yeah, um, exactly. And just we just need to break that stigma of all that being seen as cringy or wet, all that all that kind of stuff. You know, like it's just not worth it because um, it's it's just healthy friendship and it's friendship that God intended it to be. Um, so I do think it's something that we should, yeah, we should really work on. Um, and it's something that you know Zach and I are talking about and learning a lot about recently. Um, so yeah. I think it's been exactly you gotta trust the processes exactly um, yeah but it's class but yeah that sums us up for this week um we've absolutely loved loved doing the podcast this week and we hope you enjoy it yes thank you guys so much for listening um 